across heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is all there Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Blowing like the breeze Country Thank you for your cooperation Hello, hello. Good evening, Greg. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Matt? <laughs> Very good. Very <laughs> good. We are in for another episode of Fallout Monsters, episode four, I want to say. I think so, yep. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so um, who, what, what, yeah. What cryptid creature <laughs> monster are we talking about this time? So we've had a little discussion about how to pronounce this one. <laughs> and yeah. I do believe both pronunciations are correct. However, I also found a third one, but I'll just leave that one. So it's the Wendigo or the Wendigo. Wendigo. Okay. Wendigo, the scary, scary Wendigo legend. So, like previous episodes, I'll talk about how this creature is portrayed in Fallout 76, Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about the actual stories behind the real version of the video. Yes, yes. Creepy. Very creepy. And I I don't know too much about the real story, so I'm looking forward to that, but the in-game version is pretty mad. So if it's anything like the game sort of folklore around it, the game lore, then yeah, it's very, very I would, it, creepy. It would sit right in a computer game as a monster. Let's just say that. <laughs> cool. So in the game, the Wendigo is depicted as a tall, thin humanoid with long arms and legs, giving it an unsettling, almost spider-like appearance. Its gray skin is covered in bony spikes and ridges, and its glowing yellow eyes and sharp claws giving a menacing look. One of the most distinctive features of the Wendigo in Fallout 76 is its ability to emit a high-pitched shriek that can stun and disorient players. So what happens is, one of the versions of it is like a a boss-type version of it, and when it does this shriek, basically you lose control of, you can't control your character anymore, and you, you, like your player runs away, like scared, <laughs> like runs, runs away <laughs> in this big cave. This is going ah, and the players all run off, and you can't fight because you've like got too scared because of this shriek that wow. <laughs> comes from it. In addition to physical attacks, the Wendigo's ability to regenerate quickly makes it a tough opponent to defeat, and it's recommended that players bring heavy weapons and plenty of ammunition when facing the Wendigo. But it is hard to beat, and the loot and the rewards and experience from killing, especially the high-level ones, are, are good for for in-game. Cool. So, so the lore around the Wendigo in the game, so getting this from the nerdstash.com, it's got a bit of the, bit of the Fallout lore, which says that the creature was once a human called Morris Stevens, who was once the leader of a raider tribe of cannibals 
called the Germans, which once terrorised the Savage Divide region in the game, which is like kind of the middle of the map in Fallout 76. The day came when this group made a troubling discovery that in fact their leader had broken the cardinal rule of do not eat other members of the gang. <laughs> They're only supposed to eat other people, not them, not, not their own. A wolf yeah. does not eat a wolf, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Lupus non morde lupum, for a bit of Latin. Oh. Lupus, lupus non morde lupum, which is a wolf does not eat a wolf. I've never heard that. I've got it tattooed on my arm. That's the only reason why. Have you? <laughs> I know it. Yeah. yeah. That's quite. I like that. Yeah, I did. Is uh, the motto for the Warrington Wolves rugby league team? No, I, yeah. I would have guessed it was either that. that or a rock band or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a wolf does not eat a wolf. Um, just kidding. No, it's like, yeah, very similar. That you don't eat your own gang. Correct. Eat other people, does not, not your own. <laughs> So they kicked them out, and in exile, Morris and his wife found refuge in a cave in a cave that will ironically be later known in the game as the Wendigo Cave. The couple made the cave home, and for a while, things were not too bad. Morris would go out hunting and bring back huge bounties of human meat for himself and his wife, but she only received a little bit of it, he ate most of it. But... Mr. Stevens kept getting greedier and hungrier as if all the meat he was getting couldn't satiate himself. He was just getting hungrier and hungrier all the time. And the two started changing, like physically. But more, it was more apparent with Mr. Stevens. And already route with a hunger that nothing could satiate, Mr. Stevens finally gave in to the hunger, murdered his wife and ate her. Ooh. He was that hungry. Wow. Wow. What happened afterwards is still shrouded within the myth. But it's believed that after he'd done this, he changed forever. He was no longer human and he became the father of all Wendigos. He then started hunting his former tribe mates, eating and killing all them. And now all Wendigos come from him. He's like the original progenitor. And then all every other Wendigo is like a descendant of this him. original human wow. turned Wendigo creature. Okay. So that's the Fallout law. I look forward to hearing the the true version. But just the different types of Wendigos are in the game. You got the normal mm-hmm. one. So a small the normal, one. Quite obviously. A basic, yeah. <laughs> the normal the normal <laughs> one. Quite a basic one. And like the other cryptids we talked about, there's a glowing version. Obviously, this is in the aftermath of nuclear war. And all the mm-hmm. radiation shit. A ravenous Wendigo. Obviously more hungry and a bit harder to defeat than the other Wendigos. Scorched Wendigo. Which is in a Wendigo infected with the Scorched Plague. Which is... Kind of getting to sort of the game itself. The Scorched are... Mainly it's human type creatures. And these Scorched Beasts come out. And they infect and they spray this plague that infects people nice scots are kind of like zombies a little bit maybe like mm. and they're still like talking human a little bit so like they whisper so they're like okay <laughs> so it's a little bit creepy and you have the wendigo colossus which is like 
a three-headed endgame boss. It's just one that makes you run away in, in fear. And it's actually quite difficult to defeat. You need, definitely need a group of you to go okay. into the cave and try and defeat this Wendigo Colossus. And that's a big... In fact, we use that one for the for the for the art for this for this episode. The, okay, we can use that one as a cool picture. We can use for for that one. Nice. So yeah, that is the Wendigo in the game. Very gruesome backstory with, with that yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. That's... So some of the things that you've been describing are not too dissimilar to the law surrounding the the real wendigo or i say the real wendigo is it real or is it folklore or is it um is it just an animal that gets mis um misdescribed um misidentified but a lot of these creatures and cryptids that we talk about not just in this game but other ones they they've all got a basis that they've there's definitely a something has happened to at least one person. So, so I I would talk about Wendigo. So the original Wendigo is from Northern Native American tribes. So not saying that this West Virginia one is the same, but they do share many characteristics of the original Native American Wendigo. Um, right. From what I understand, the creature's physiology is between five foot and seven foot tall, very gaunt and sick, sickly thing. So looks rather ill, and in some descriptions, not bulky at all, like a bear, werewolf, or bigfoot, or any other normal stroke paranormal species. Because usually they're quite big, big things, aren't mm. they? Quite scary, and we yeah. some of the other monsters in this game that we've spoken about are quite big, muscly type creatures. Um, it's supposed to have pale grey skin or pale grey fur, canine teeth showing, red or black eyes, bipedal dog-like legs, but long lanky arms, humanoid hands with claws, and a head that can be like a twisted fanged man or animalistic, usually canine-like. So I think it's a bit like a werewolfy kind of kind of character. If you've watched American Werewolf in London, the picture that I've seen of or the the artist's impression of the Wendigo is a bit like, like almost like a wolf type head, mm. fangs, but looks very human like. So that sort of lawn, um, lends itself to what you were just talking about in the game. So cool. the beast is a carnivore, and like you mentioned, it's got an unending hunger for flesh. Feeds on man, animals, any living creature. Could be solitary or in a small pack, often said to growl, grunt, moan, and have a blood-curdling scream like a banshee, which ties in with what what you said in the game. Yeah, the shriek. Lives in, yeah, shriek. Lives in a dark, damp, isolated area, like a cave, abandoned mines, or forest-reclaimed structures, so houses in the woods and those kind of things. Which, if I saw one of them coming out of like a Blair Witch kind of Bell Witch house, I think that would freak me out. <laughs> so the beast is a spirit of gluttony, greed, and wrath associated with cannibalism. Hence why it's got this unnerving thirst for flesh. 
And according to Native American folklore, the Wendigo is literally a spirit of malice that possesses man and creatures, distorting them and driving them mad to kill and feed, which is exactly how you described it. And he ended up killing and eating his wife, didn't he? Mm. Uh, Only seen from dusk till dawn while the sun is down, which suggests it's nocturnal or intolerant of lights, can invade dreams and cause night terrors. Fuck. <laughs> so it sounds like a horrible thing. And may be able to speak human tongue, which ties in with that sort of whispering that you were you were talking about. Um though I doubt anybody would wish to be so close to the said creature <laughs> to try and listen to it. And whilst it That'd does share characteristics I'd oh, be imagine in your dream you see something like that. <laughs> whilst it does share a characteristics with werewolves. Keep in mind this creature is supposed to be a different in form and action. So it, it ties in with, if you looked at American Werewolf in London, that film, there the character where he transforms into the, the werewolf, that's the kind of vision I get in my head of of what I think it describes. I watched that not long ago, and it does not hold up. No. <laughs> doesn't, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. Like, I don't remember it being this. This shit. There's loads of horror films. A lot of horror films don't hold up, do they? And you just say, oh, it's a shit. But the one bit that gets me in that film, I haven't seen it for years, but they go into the pub and it's called The Slaughtered Lamb. (laughs) It's like, why would you go into a pub as a traveller in the middle of nowhere to The Slaughtered Lamb? And then they all look at him as he walks in. Oh, yeah, it's proper. Yeah, it's all proper. And all the men just... (laughs) Just looking to just walk in. It's just like, like oh. what the fuck? And then they're like, stay on the stay on the road. Stay on the road. So yeah, I can imagine that it's something like so I've actually got um an experience from a guy called Brandon Ronk from writing in 2014 and his story around Wendigo. So I will just tell you his experiences right now. Um, his only experiences with the creature are very brief, but happened on a couple of occasions. The first, he was around 10 or so, playing in the woods around his home in honour of Cabal County. There were several expanses of thick woods, tall hills and deep valleys. The sun just started going down below the hills and he was walking back on one of the trails. Got a feeling he was being followed the whole way back and about the time he was just about to cross a creek and into an open field where the house was, he heard crashing in the woods behind him. He ran to the house, slammed the door behind him, looked out the window and remembers seeing a tall, thin, pale, bipedal, dog-like thing peeking out from behind a tree on the opposite side of the creek before vanishing into nothing. And because he was so young, he put it up as his own imagination. So, I mean, I think being that young, I think you probably would, certainly your parents would say that was, you're just being a bit crazy. Mm. Second encounter was during high school. So he's sort of mid-teens at that time, while out bow hunting late in the evening near dark. Once more, he was walking out of the same woods, heard a blood-curdling scream that echoed from a couple of hills over. He assumed it was some kind of animal that he wasn't familiar with and just walked home calm but curious. And that, that was his experience that night. 
but the third and last time they had a possible experience was during rifle season when he was about 20 years old in 2011. It was out in Salt Rock, West Virginia, in a deep, dark holler. After hunting all day, he didn't see a single animal, nothing. No squirrels, no deer, a few birds, but nothing. Dark was approaching, and he was said he was frustrated and just hiking out of the hollow and about three quarters of the way back to his vehicle. He heard movement behind him up on the ridge. He stopped, looked round and listened, looked through the scope and saw nothing. Kept on walking about five minutes later, with about 10 to 15 minutes worth of sunlight left, he heard something on the ridge again. He looked over and saw what he thought was a pack of four or five coyotes following him about 70 yards up the hill and about 100 yards back, just peeking over the ridge. He had um, a 270 gauge with him, shotgun. He made sure it was loaded and took his safety cap off and aimed up to the animals to see if they were coyote, dog, deer or what. He said these were not coyote, nor dogs, nor man, not even wolf, which are not even in West Virginia anymore. What he saw instantly flashed back to when he was younger, and he saw a a pale, bipedal dog creature. Pale greyish skin, fur, lanky arms, and a dog-like head with canine teeth showing. He fired, fired again. And he kept loading his gun with his hands and climbed up and out of the woods as quick, but safe space at safe pace whilst listening behind him the whole time. As he reached the car, he heard something coming towards him and he was just in the car. So he turned it on and fired again as a warning shot. He got in the car, left, pumping with adrenaline. Um, and after he got home, calmed down. His hunter instinct sort of kicked in and he said he felt bad for shooting at the unknown creature, but it was hard to accept what he saw. Um, his brain wanted to say it was a wild dog or deer, but it was not. However, he couldn't just let a wounded animal or whatever it was lay there. So the next day he went back to look for it. Um, he found no blood, no tracks, no sign of any movement at all. The squirrels and everything were all back that day. So he counted it as a freak moment and let it be until we started reading up on this creature later on. He said definitely strange things were out there, but he guesses it was a Wendigo type creature. So this guy's had three experiences. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. So, Hmm. yeah, interestingly, there's no wolves in West Virginia anymore, so it couldn't have been something big like that. Um, so yeah, you sometimes think of, um, because you've seen the pictures of like bears Mm -hmm. when, what's the word I'm thinking of when they're like got no hair and they're like malnourished. I can't think what the word is. Oh yeah. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Creepy creature. Mm -hmm. You're not expecting, obviously not expecting to see a bear like that. Obviously, you don't know what it is. It doesn't look like a bear. It's uh, it just looks like yeah. something totally like just scary, yeah, completely <laughs> just alien. Yeah, looking across. Yeah, that just, like, and they're like tend to be grey and like sort of taunt because obviously the the man noise and stuff. And I can't remember what the word is. Um, they're they're crazy to see. Well, that's yeah, that's some mad mad stories. I, I found one from sort of the going back to the sort of. First Nations. Mm-hmm. There's a story from the Chippewas of Rama 
First Nation in, in Ontario, in Canada. So we're sort of moving up north a little bit. Yeah. And this story is from the early 20th century. Uh, and this is a collection of sort of folk stories that have been told over the years. And this time, uh, a big Wendigo stole an Indian boy, but the boy was too thin, so the Wendigo didn't eat him up right away. <laughs> travelled with him, waiting for him till he'd get fat. The Wendigo what had a knife. The fuck? <laughs> the Wendigo <laughs> had a knife, and then he cut the boy to see if he was fat enough, but the boy didn't get fat. One day, they came to an Indian village, in native um, North Americans, and the Wendigo sent the boy to the Indian village to get something to eat. Sounds a bit mad. It's like, go, go get something to eat, then come back. <laughs> but a bit like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> it's a bit like yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. In fact, this reminds me, this is this is completely digressing off a different, actual different topic now. And we're watching, I think it's a program called Hangar 49 or something, something like this. And it was like, UFO files that are like apparently government UFO files and there's like episodes based around each file and Hangar 49 or Hangar 9 or something and it like Hangar 18 maybe Hangar that, 18 because Hangar 18 is the hangar in Area 51 where UFOs are supposedly kept big shout out to Dave Mustaine for the song Hangar 18 on Megadeth album Nice. Hangar One, the UFO files, it's called. Okay. Um, and it's based on UFON files. There we go, not government files. They're on, like, some random TV channel. I used to watch them on. Anyway, yeah. some of them are totally out there. And there was one where this couple in, like, rural mid- mid-America somewhere, and they were just driving, driving along in the truck, and they see an alien at the side of the road. <laughs> so they well. stop put him in the truck, they take it back to the house, <laughs> they give it its tea, and then put it to bed. <laughs> so they fed it, put it in, tucked it up in bed. They then ran the sheriff's office and said, we've got this alien, right, it's in our house, Like <laughs> we fed it. And the sheriff said to him, all right, we'll come in the morning and have a look. It's <laughs> not even like coming right away. They, they said, just come the next day and and come see him. <laughs> so they fed it, put it to bed, and then they all, they all just went to bed, just like it's a normal everyday occurrence. And when they woke up the next day, the alien had gone. Oh, weirdly. And, that, and that's the end of the story. Like, wow. I like, why just pick up this alien and then just feed it and put it to bed and just casually ring the sheriff and be like, yeah, I've got an alien. And he was even, <laughs> the sheriff's even more casual. Yeah, I'll come around tomorrow. I'm can't bother coming around now. I'll come in the morning. Yeah, it's too late yeah. for that. <laughs> but that bit where he just, where he just the wind, when they go sent into like the shops to get some food in the village, just reminded me of that for, <laughs> for some reason. Just, yeah, let's go and get some food. Anyway, so this boy told the villagers that the Wendigo captured him and he was nearby. So they went to try and find him. So they found the Wendigo, cut off his legs, and that sort of trying to injure him. Came back, he wasn't dead. He was eating the marrow from inside the bones of his own legs that were cut off. Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> they then killed him and cut him to pieces. 
and then that was the end of that Wendigo. Wow. So instead of dying, he's had... like to eat his own meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it's... we've spoken about it quite a bit, that some people have these really radical experiences, like completely, for want of a better phrase, alien experiences to anything that happens normally. And then they go about their day. Like we yeah. spoke to um, Sasha Christie and her own experience and like just went back into the house afterwards and just sort of carried on as normal. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. It's, <laughs> it's mad. Crazy. It's mad. Crazy. I, I just want to read this bit just because I yeah. want to try and pronounce this word. Go on then. Um, I don't know why I'm going to try and pronounce this because... <laughs> so among a lot of the first nations that sort of have this Wendigo folklore they formed a satirical ceremonial dance during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo so mm-hmm. like, like, like you mentioned it's kind of about greed and yeah, sort of not sort of having to resort to cannibalism and stuff to to survive, don't get overpowered by greed, that sort of whole thing. So they do this sort of ceremony, sort of remind people about like the whole greed thing. We're in the famine, we're all in it together. Like share the wealth, don't just try and look out for yourself. And the ceremony is known as let's go, let's try and say this in one attempt. Wendigo Okanzi Himawin. I think I'll go with that. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll, I don't I'll, know I'll what it is. That one. Uh, so this this involves wearing masks and dancing backwards around the drum. The last known Wendigo ceremony conducted in the USA was at Lake Wendigo in the Leech Lake Indian Reservation in Northern Minnesota. Wow! Don't say when, but apparently that's where they used to do the ceremony. One of the places they used to, to do it. Yeah, I um, I can imagine that dance where they're doing it backwards with the mask on around a fire. And When I was looking for some um, the history of the Wendigo, you mentioned it at the start about Canada. Can- it mm. took me to Canada as well. So it appears that the whole of North America seems to seems to have sort of some kind of rich history with, with this particular cryptid mm. um a yeah. very weird looking character and yeah fascinating though and i just think if there is something like that out there and there quite possibly could be because there's so much untouched forestry in in the u.s and caves i mean it and caves and in the uk we've we've got a smaller amount of that but you could almost see like when we've been to canic chase you could you could see that something could live in there and evade people a little bit. But out there, it's like hundreds and thousands of acres of like nobody's ever goes to. So I'd like to think that creatures that we haven't found yet exist and definitely creatures of this kind of supernatural kind of history 
because the Native Americans talk about skinwalkers, for example, and and those kind of they all sort of tie in a similar type of creatures. So mm. there's got to be something to it. There has to be. I'm sure, definitely. But definitely. yeah, the Wendigo, crazy, crazy, crazy sort of creature. Horrible. Wouldn't want to encounter that at all. <laughs> yeah, there's some mad, some mad backstories to it as well. Yeah, so that was this month's episode of Fallout 76 and Monsters. Thank you for listening. And next month, I think might be the last one. I'll have to have a make sure I'm not missing any. But Ooh. next month will be the Sanadagaster. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, join us next month for... Fallout 76 and Monsters. Bye.